This is the Mountain Vision Podcast, where we share our obsession with hunting in the outdoors and talk waterfowl and big game hunting. Whether we're waterfowl hunting in the Sacramento Valley with the Sutter Buttes as our backdrop, or deer hunting in the Sierras, one thing is for certain, our vision of the mountains is a hard one to shake. Listen along as I interview outdoorsmen that have inspired me, and you might find inspiration from them as well. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Mountain Vision Podcast. This is episode number five. On this episode, I sit down with Gordon Fowler. Uh, we crack open a few beers and and talk blacktail hunting. Um, you can find Gordon on Instagram at North Bay Fowler. Um, I actually met Gordon a few months back. I think in January is when I met him. But he took me, uh, me and another guy, uh, Cali Fowl Addict. Um, he took both of us out. Um, on his on his duck boat, it's like a flat bottom. It's a Gator Tracks boat with a mud motor. The thing is sweet. He, he did a ton of work to it, and um, go check out it. He has like on his Instagram highlights. Um, go check it out. He does like a whole build, kind of like highlight step by step on how he built it. But it's pretty pretty sweet. Um, also on there is his 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 last season his deer hunt, um, which is kind of what we dig into on this episode. We we talk about. Him and his uncle, um, over the years, they just go on, they go on this one trip. They go up in B zone and they hunt blacktail on horseback, um, so that they don't worry too much about carrying lightweight gear and stuff like that. They just, you know, they they have the luxury of using using the horses and uh, they pack in deep and they, um, they they they've been successful over the years and it's it's just kind of cool to hear different people's you know strategies on how they how they get it done, but. Um, that's what we dig into on this episode. Um, I know we'll have him, I'll have him back on for sure. Um, come closer to waterfowl season because he is a duck hunting badass in my opinion. So, um, but yeah, stay tuned and, and listen to his, uh, you know, his strategy and his kind of story on, on how they hunt blacktail. All right. Stay tuned. Thanks. All I'm going to say is cheers. Yeah. Cheers. And, and thanks for driving all the way. Yeah. To come hang out and. Yeah, Same thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, so for the listeners, uh, I'm sitting down here with Gordon Fowler, uh, North Bay Fowler on Instagram. <laughs> um, but yeah, actually I met Gordon, what was that What was that thing you, you did a, it was like a, ra- not a raffle, but like a draw out of the hat, <laughs> like, I'm going to take somebody hunting. And you you know, I just, I want, to be honest, I wanted to figure out a cool way to, to inspire a few new followers. You yeah. Know? And somebody told me, oh, do a giveaway. And I'm like, well, maybe if I did a giveaway, uh, you know, I would be able to meet somebody cool. So, uh, you know, it's just so And funny you did, dude. Yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, drawn hats and, or drawn from a hat and, and, and uh, you know, figuring out, um, I kind of wanted to come up with a way to to uh, attract some new followers, yeah. and and I figured, you know what, I'm just gonna put this out there. I think a lot of people would love to come hunt on a boat, and I said, well, yeah, I'm just gonna do that. So sure enough, I drew your name, and and uh, and you were one of them. And who was Cali Fowl Addict was another one. And I said, yeah, I can't, I, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but yeah, he was a cool, cool dude too. It was cool to meet both of you guys that day. Absolutely. But, but yeah, for me, it was like. I don't know. My thing has always been like I either need to put down money to get into a club, or, or I need to put down money and just buy a boat. And so, and I've always just had like this infatuation of like 
hunting out of a boat. I don't know why. I think it's just because you can like go where you want and you got your spot. Like it's like your own. You can cook. You can freaking have a heater on there. You can do whatever. Oh yeah. And to me, it just it it just has always seemed like a cool thing to do. I mean, I've done it before, but I don't get the opportunity to do it often. So I saw that and I was like, dude, screw it. I'm gonna I'm gonna just see what's up and see if I can go hunting. Oh my gosh. And yeah, yeah, you drew my name and I was like, hell yeah. I was all excited. Hunting from a boat's a pretty cool thing for sure. So, um, you know, but I just, that's kind of why I created that Instagram page to be honest was because I wanted to share, uh, some of my duck hunts with some people that I just, you know, that don't normally get to see it. Or I, you know, I found myself texting a million pictures to all my friends and I'm like, you know, you know, so, and the other thing too, is that that boat that I have is a, a really unique the thing that I built so uh, just to just to be able to share that with with uh, you know the, the world and kind of inspire yeah um, somebody to build a cool boat like that that's that's yeah. one of the reasons why I think it's sweet that. yeah thank you just no, it's, cruising like, out in the dark at 4 a.m. it was like oh, yeah. playing music is is cool man there's, I, there's that was one of my highlights last season for sure there's nothing like it man I mean it's it's definitely a fun and, and yeah when you're on public land you can just like you said you can go anywhere you want and hunt from the boat I mean that's yeah that's a cool thing but yeah it's like putting in at a blind at a club somewhere it's like you're you're stuck in that spot mm-hmm. until until another one opens up or oh yeah you might be there for years just paying you know two thousand bucks for one seat and <laughs> yeah and just kind of getting stuck there and trying to find something better next year or whatever that's I don't know. that's true no, that's a good point a lot of guys are, are uh yeah they pay a lot of money to hunt out of a, a really cool duck club you know yeah they're cool. Uh, I, I mean, I'll take an invite. To <laughs> exactly. But, but for me, dude, I just look at it and I'm like, man, two grand a year for one seat where I'm stuck in that one spot all year and you can't even hunt every day you want to. Or I can pay two grand a year to pay for a boat that's badass and own it and fish out of it and take your family out on it and go where whenever you want, wherever you want. And, exactly. I mean... I don't know. It just to me, it, I, I know it can be dangerous though too. Like some guys who can rip the bottom of the boats open and it's crazy sink and oh yeah, there's a lot of things that can happen out there. And just having a boat in general, you know, yeah, is, is a lot of work. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, for all you boat owners out there, it's yeah, it's you, you totally understand. So yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, no. I, hey, you know what? I'm not even thinking about ducks right now so yeah. much. I mean, I I'm thinking about. Uh, you know, obviously some cool camping this summer with the family. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm also thinking about how to, how to kind of get my body in shape now that I'm 34 years old. Shit's starting to <laughs> get old and used. <laughs> so, no kidding. you know, uh, you know, I, I know for a fact that the second that you start hiking up the hills, uh, and, and with, with some weight on your back, it, it, you know, it, it, it puts you into shape real quick and reminds you how out of shape you really are. So. Yeah. Uh, obviously training and, and a lot of hunters that, that, that go up in the mountains, they, they get it. They, you know, they, they prep ahead of time. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I'm doing this summer is I, I, I definitely uh, will try to get exercise, work out some more, um, yep. you know, and then uh, of course go on some, some, uh, do cardiovascular, mm-hmm. but the best thing to do is put some weight in a backpack and, and hike in your local it, yeah. hills, you know, just yeah. go up there and. And, uh, yeah, just sweat your ass off. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so much work, but it's so fun. It's like the pain is like, oh yeah. I don't know, it's like the pain makes it even, for some reason, makes me want to go back more. I've, I've, I've over-prepared before, and yet 
uh, when I go up the mountain with a with a load on my back, and you know those those um, waist straps come around the front, and, and they kind of ride on your hips. Yeah. I mean, you take that thing off after walking ten miles uphill, you're still wobbling around like you just yeah. gave birth or something <laughs> like that, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what the what the summer is when it comes to at least for for you know for me anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, but come September's is is when blacktail season is. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe I guess go into maybe your your last last season what you did and then maybe what you're planning on for this season I guess. Oh if yeah. You want. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, you know the way. Uh, blacktail, obviously, they're they're uh, on the west coast, you know, yeah, yeah. and, and uh, they they're a smaller species of, of deer, and they're local to here in Sonoma County, and of course uh, north all the way all the way up and south. Um, but that's I've never ventured out to try to hunt a mule deer uh, or a whitetail. I've heard yeah. great stories, and I see a lot of really cool stuff, but that's kind of for me just because of how much time I've had each season, and and I've always wanted to focus on one thing um it's always been uh, blacktail so yeah. uh at the, you know in september and early october so um yeah so you know uh, just because I, I i don't you know now that i'm married and i have kids it's like you, you can't you you just can't find enough time to go uh, out of state and and spend the whole fall just chasing deer yeah. uh, at least for me in my lifestyle yeah, you know yeah, yeah. other guys out there hey more power to you uh, and, and you're badass in my book but um, but I, for me, I, I get to go a couple times a year now that I'm uh, yeah. kind of older. And, and uh, so, you know, uh, I do have one, one trip that I like to go on each year. And that's, uh, that's up, up north and out of Trinity County. And uh, it's a really sweet trip. High country uh, in the peaks. And, um, you know, you're, you're hunting a, a blacktail migration is what it is. I mean, at least that's what I've been told is that. There's a, a big migration, and we, I've seen it happen in front of me, and 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 it's it's crazy how um, the the deer that are hanging out in the high peaks, as soon as the storms come, as soon as the weather weather changes in September, um, they it's like a switch. They all of a sudden just go, yeah, I'm out of here. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm freaking going down low where where it's calm and, and sunny still, and not not raining and, and snowing on me. So yeah, um, they. Um, uh, they, they, it's crazy because, uh, they, they start to move at a certain point in, in September and, and, uh, that's kind of what I've been doing, uh, last, my, my blacktail career, but, but I, uh, the last year, uh, was, it was a pretty cool year. I, 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 I have a story on, on my Instagram, uh, highlight. Uh, so, you know, I mean, anybody can go check it out. But uh, it's it's a pretty neat uh, it's a pretty neat area that I go to uh, that's a pain in the ass to get to and the only way to get there really is on a, uh, you know taking pack animals I mean you can pack in there with your backpack but you you're gonna you're gonna die about halfway yeah because of how much weight you have to get in there and you got to spend a couple of days in there you can't just go in there and, and get out so yeah um, but uh, you know for the last I would say probably 12 13 years. Um, I've been packing in with my uncle on this uh, on this really cool blacktail trip, and it's been a, a neat tradition. So we have our same camp every year, and um, but it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. I'd love to I'd love to you know tell you tell you all about it. And yeah. Kind of uh, what we. So do. your uncle was kind of is he has he been kind of been your mentor as far as like blacktail hunting and stuff like that or? Oh yeah, I mean he's. Uh, we'll grab another beer. Yes, he. Uh, 
you know, he's he's taught me a lot. I mean, just like all types of hunting, you you, you definitely you pick up the tips and the, the tricks that work the people that are around you and you, you learn. I mean, that's what makes you a better hunter is. <laughs> yeah, good sound. Um, uh, but, you know, he's he's really taught me a ton and, and he also has inspired me to go on this trip, which it's, it's hilarious because he's been going on this trip um, for... God, I, I want to say it's it's it'll it's over four, forty. It'll be forty one years this year. Oh, so but he's since, been going. Yeah, yeah, he's been going on this trip. That's cool. uh, and he was brought in there by an old timer back in the day when he was like eighteen or nineteen years yeah. old. So he's been going on this trip forever, and it's crazy because he's brought a ton of people in with him, and and they they uh, it's normally a friend of his that he is you know convinces. And, you know, somebody that's crazy enough to go on some, you know, high country yeah. blacktail trip with some, with the mild glad. And, uh, and so, you know, they, they, uh, it's interesting because he can tell, he can tell you stories of, of his friends that went in there with him and, and they either were very successful or they walked out just going, I'm never going to do that ever again. I want to get the <laughs> hell out of here, you know? Oh, man. And, and so it's, uh, it's, it's a really epic trip, but I, I, um, you know, I mean, the, it, it, there's some years where we don't see deer, you know, it's just, it's, it's either the weather hasn't hit yet or it's too hot or, or let's say the weather hit early yeah. and they migrated early and they're just gone. So, cause we always go to the same area, um, yep. you know? So, um, but anyway, that's that's been a, an awesome trip for me, and that's nowadays that's kind of the only trip I go on. But but last year I, I kind of created a little Instagram story on it uh, and kind of covered more more details. But it was it was uh, it was it was kind of neat um, because I was just reminded of how uh, how the technique and the, and the repetition of what I was doing is actually starting to pay off. Okay. Um, because I've never I've never actually shot. A giant symmetrical four x four, like that's my dream. That's that's what all blacktail hunters dream is: is yeah. shoot a giant four x four, right? So, and there's guys that shoot, you know, five by fives, and these, you know, yeah, their yeah. first or second bucket they were shot. And, yeah. And so, but you know, I, I mean, I think I've killed, I don't know, probably twelve or thirteen blacktail now, and and I've never quite got my my big symmetrical four by four that's going to go on the wall. I got a big symmetrical three by three. Yeah, yeah. That to you yeah, earlier, I saw that. But, yeah. Um, but I haven't, I haven't got that four by. So, and it's funny, um, uh, because, you know, like I said, uh, each year that I get a buck that I go up there and I, I shoot my buck, um, <laughs> the last two years, last two bucks that I shot up there, cause I only get one tag and, and this is B zone by the way. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, the last, the last two seasons that I hunted up there, I shot, uh, a, a good buck that had four on one side and something else on the other. I yeah. didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't have the symmetrical points, you know. And yeah, yeah. If I well, got that four by four, I'd, I'd been satisfied, you know. Yeah. And now I just got this like you know, uh, gut feeling that tells me to hey, you got to go back up there and get that four by four, so yeah. or, or, or better, you know. But yeah, for uh, sure. But yeah, it's. Um, uh, but yeah, it's kind of interesting because uh, I keep doing the same thing every year. And it's working. And what's interesting is that the last two years I got the four points. This year, maybe I'll get lucky. Maybe yeah. I'll get that symmetrical <laughs> four by four. Four on each side. Yeah, because yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing. Yeah. But but I'm, but it's interesting because there's there's so many different ways to to hunt blacktail, you know. And uh -huh. and and 
and I have respect for every single one of them and, and especially archery hunting. I, I just, you know, for me, I just don't archery hunt because of the fact that I don't practice enough. Yeah. And, and if I don't practice enough, well, then let's face it, there's a chance that you're going to get a little nervous and you're going to potentially hit that buck in the wrong spot. It's going to yeah. be gone. Yeah. And I just, I, out of respect for the buck, I just, I don't want to make a crippled shot and, yeah. and lose it and because yeah. I didn't practice enough. So yeah. I just, like I said, I, ha- I have my bow, it's ready to go. One of these days I'm going to get back into it, but I got, you have to, you know, I have respect for everybody that practices and, and, and actually spends the time shooting them with a bow. But yeah, uh, I think, it, I think it also has to do with just time, you know, just yeah. life, life gets busy. And well, yeah, so, you're a father and a husband and mm-hmm. Got the, got the work thing going on, just like the rest of us. It's crazy. <laughs> just juggle life, the balance life, of life. Life is just so crazy, right? Yeah. But it's uh. But yeah, so I, I haven't gotten into the archery hunting, uh, but there's so many different ways to to hunt for blacktail, and and uh, you know a lot of guys like the glass way across, you know, and 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 find a buck laying down, and then sneak up on him and make a make a closer shot. Or yeah. Bow and, um, you know, a lot of guys will walk around until they find a buck and, and then, you know, sneak up on it or, or yeah. just, you know, sometimes they just jump out of the bushes and you it's take still a shot. hunting or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but what, the, what I, what I enjoy most about, or, or at least my, my technique, what I, what I've learned is something that works well is, is finding a spot that the bucks like to be, or I'm sorry, deer like to move, mm-hmm. uh, find a spot that they like to move and then sit. And okay. And it's, and it's crazy because, um, you know, there's been times where I sat all day long and saw one deer move through this, this spot, uh-huh. but, but you know, what it, what it required, I guess really what I should do is say, you know, kind of how I, how I find that spot because, uh, you, you really, the only way to find that spot is to, is to look for, for heavy sign, right? So a big trail or uh, that's just been beat down and you yeah. can tell when a trail's been beat down mm-hmm. you know i mean that's i think most deer hunters have seen plenty of trails that are beat beat up uh but it's you can always tell which ones are beat up compared to the trails that are not being used very often so whenever you see a big trail coming down and and you know when you're hunting when you're hunting a migration uh, a lot of times you're always hunting from you know you're always assuming that the deer are coming from one direction so they, they, in other words, they're, they're at the, they're in the peaks and they're kind of working their way downhill. And, yeah. and you, once you learn the direction of that migration, then you start to, to pick up on that and you, and you learn essentially where the deer are coming from every, every time. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, a, a duck spot, you know, the ducks yeah. are going to come from that direction, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but for, for, for me up, up in this high country where I, where we hunt this migration, we always know what direction the deer are coming from. So that's a huge advantage. The other thing that we're looking at is that these deer are actually coming down in the morning time and they're crossing the creek and they're, they're coming up the hill. So, okay. so, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes they, they bed down before they get to the creek, but, um, they, they, their normal daily routine, not, I shouldn't say daily. Sometimes it's, it's, it's every couple of days. Yeah. Um, deer, whether it be does and fawns or a couple of bucks running together. I mean, they, they, they like to come down to the creek, take a drink of water, cross the creek, and head up the hill. You know, uh, continuing their their movement. Yeah, yeah. You know, and again, it takes it takes weather to get those things to get those things moving. So, uh-huh. um, but you know, you you uh, so if you know what direction they're coming from, and you and you can you know, a, a creek is a great source, just like a spring. Uh, to sit because you know that there's a water source. So yeah. you know, I mean, that's just a kind of a 
a pretty common technique, but uh, but you know what I like to do is I like to sit on the other side of a creek. So if I can get a good vantage point that goes directly across the creek, a lot of times a deer that's coming down the hill is looking down towards the creek. Yeah. So if you're up a little higher, looking at yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, you know, I mean, think about it. He's he's a deer is very cautious about what his surroundings. You've seen how freaky they are yeah, yeah. you know and, and and every little movement and so uh you know when they're walking down this trail going across the creek whether it be they get a drink of water turn around and go back up the hill or they cross the creek and they continue their movement um you know they're always focused on looking down towards the bed of that creek to make sure it's safe make sure there's not a bear down there or whatever yeah so um you know being on the other side of the creek you actually have a really good vantage point because even if you were to be sitting there, you know, picking your nose, you'd still be able to see that deer and watch the whole time. And, and they're not going to see you as long as you're not standing up in a pink shirt yelling yeah, at them, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I mean, I like to sit to where my my wheelhouse shots are, are you know, anywhere from 50 to 75 yards. Yeah. You know, I mean, super close. And that's, yeah. you know, I mean, those are easy shots, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but but that's kind of I mean again that's that's how I like to set up you know and again we're talking about being in the high country where the migration is where uh, you really have to have some weather to to get them going uh-huh. uh, or else they're just gonna sit they're just gonna be hanging out in the, yeah. in the big groups you know yeah so um, but yeah that's that's kind of what I what I do uh, up up there in B zone and and. I, I have my spot that I like, and I, I, I continue to use it. I continue yeah. to sit well, in the same Why not if it works, deer. right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's working. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really, it's really kind of neat to see the same kind of movement of deer. Like, I'm always watching this one trail that seems to be the one trail that, yeah. that deer like to come down. And, um, and it's, it's just, it's peaceful. I mean, there's been times where I sat there for... You know, three days straight from morning until evening. I, I mean, I'll, I'll bring all my Snicker bars and all my snacks, and I'll even take those dehydrated meals and pour some pour some uh, warm water in them in the morning time. Yeah. Seal them off, and then I'll bust up out for lunch. You know, because yeah, yeah. a lot of guys will be like, "Yeah, screw it, I'm gonna you know go back to camp and have lunch." So I, no, I'm like, no, that buck's walking yeah. through at 11:30. Right when I'm thinking about lunch and getting yeah. up, going back to camp. So. I'm the same way, man. I can't like. I'm not the guy that's going back to camp to take a nap or like some guys will just lay down right there like with their glassing or whatever and, and take a nap. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to miss my opportunity, dude. Yeah. I'm going to be awake until way after dark and yeah. I get back. Oh, yeah. It's just, I don't know. Oh, yeah. So we, so I like to, you know, like I said, I like to sit sometimes for, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll sit on day one. It's int- it's It's trippy because... On day one, I'll see sometimes um, a do, you know a couple of does with their fawns come down. There'll be maybe six to ten of them that yeah. I'll see the entire day. Yeah. The next day, sometimes I'll see a small forked horn and maybe two small forked horns come down and, okay. and with with some does. Yeah. And then it seems like the third day or the fourth day is normally the day that I that I will shoot a, a decent buck. Okay. You know? And so it's but it's kind of weird how how they move up. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. And anybody who who understands, you know, the black tail migration would pro- probably be familiar with this, but it, it, that's kind of how, it's kind of just how it works. I don't yeah. know, it seems like the does and the fawns are always first. So, yeah, it's, it's like, like the, the smarter bucks, like, let everybody else go first to just test the waters. Oh, and exactly. Then... <laughs> You're exactly right. Yeah, that's yeah. totally why. Like, well, you go first, and then uh, we'll, we'll see if I hear anything. And... Oh, yeah. 
Exactly. Maybe I'll try tomorrow. Right. And uh, or at midnight. And so it's <laughs> yeah. So I'll I'll sometimes sit there for thirty six hours and, and you know and not see anything that's even shootable. Sometimes you yeah. know and it's been like that. And then the fourth day I'll. I mean, I've sat the whole trip and not even had a buck that I wanted to shoot. Or I'll, I passed on a little three-pointer that I said, you know, I'll just wait until I only got one tag. I want to use it wisely. So Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, like I said, locating that spot, I think, is, is really the focus here. Because um, if you find a spot that is beat down, if you find a spot that you know that has a lot of deer activity, <laughs> most people don't think, I'm just going to sit here for a couple of days straight. Yeah. And wait. You know, like a lot of people will sit there and wait for an hour, you know, and eat, eat some jerky and, and, yeah. and uh, be like, ah, oh, this sucks, this is boring. I'm, I'm going to move to the next spot. Yeah. You know, but the fact of the matter is, is that if you can just sit your ass down and wait for an extended period of time, it, it, it's, it, it can be a game changer. Yeah. It can be absolutely a game changer. And so that's really, uh, I've told actually quite a few people that, you know, because I want to, I want to share that technique with people that that are either new or experienced blacktail hunters um you yeah. know to just say hey there's 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 some other techniques that have worked well for me that yeah if you have the opportunity or the right area that it, it, it applies to then yeah if something else it. isn't if your normal scenario isn't working try that maybe exactly yeah exactly and like i said it, it's the patience game i mean you have to bring plenty of snicker bars and skittles and <laughs> I mean, Starbursts are great, but then you got to unwrap them twice. I mean, that, that shit. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, but, you know, it's just, you got to keep yourself entertained. But it's, I got to tell you a story about uh, two years ago, um, I was sitting on my stand up there in the high country and I sat for two days straight and didn't see a buck. And on the third day, on a Monday, I, uh, it was, what time was it? It was about, 11 o'clock. Okay, I had been sitting there all morning on a Monday, and I'm just, I'm bored as F. I mean, I'm, I'm, by now I'm just going, okay, this is day three, and I still haven't even seen horns. Yeah. And, and so it was probably 11 o'clock, and I, uh, I, I decided to pull out a Snicker bar. Okay, now, now where, where I sit, I can see the deer, tra- or the, I'm sorry, the horse trail. That goes okay. across the front there. Yeah. And, and, and it's interesting because anybody that's packing, you know, higher than us, they would walk right across the front where I'm wa- watching. It doesn't bother me one bit. But, yeah. you know, I'm watching this horse trail the whole time. And and uh, and sure enough, I pull out this Snicker bar at 11 o'clock. It was, it was like 11.05 or something like that. And and I'm sitting there and I'm unwrapping it. And, and, and right as I unwrap it, I look up. And, you know, this horse trail is probably about, I don't know, 75, 80 yards in front of me across the creek. Yeah. Sure enough, there's two big bucks. Big, big bucks. And they had the horns all over the place. And I, I didn't even have, I, I just was freaking out. And all I could do was just drop my snicker bar and try to grab my rifle as fast as I could. But by the time I grabbed my rifle, they started trotting up the trail. And I was literally watching them through the trees going, oh, when am I going to get my window? Yeah. It didn't work. I just could not get one off, and and I just was so pissed off because I didn't even kill a buck that trip. It was three seasons ago, and I and I uh, I, I totally she just let your was guard like, down for just a split. It, that's what I'm saying. It was a damn Snicker bar. So I do. I don't ever want a damn Snicker bar if there ever again. Yeah, I feel like it's just the way it goes. It's like 
even even it's like kind of like when you're duck hunting, you get up to take a leak or something, and like a group of mallards come in or something. Oh, and what, like, why does it happen like that? I don't know. It's it, it happens to me more more often than most. I, I bet you know, but um, I I definitely you know that <laughs> that that was the really the toughest part about about sitting in one spot is that. There's times where you're bored. There's times where you're sitting there going, "What the heck am I doing sitting here? I'm I'm missing out on that trail that's over there." Yeah. There, you know, uh, all of a sudden you hear the creek and it starts like singing to you, like there's some lady off in the distance, like you know, <laughs> singing some crazy song. You're just yeah. tripping out. Oh, what the? Why am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? But the fact is, is that it it, it does pay off. Yeah. And and that's really what I want to share is that that if you can be patient enough there's you, there's a good chance i mean you're increasing your odds the of shooting a giant there. buck well you're here's the thing i believe that big bucks are, are always smarter and i believe big bucks are always going to get away from you before you see them and they're smart enough to let the smaller bucks go out into those open areas or whatever yeah, so yeah. um i also believe that big bucks like to come out early 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 in the morning like before you can even see yeah. Uh, you know, and, and and if you're walking around looking for bucks, you, you I mean they're they're gonna hear you or see you before you see them when it's low light like that. So yeah. so what do I do? I get to my stand extra early. I make sure that I'm there and set up before I can even see through the scope. Yeah. And I don't know if you ever noticed or not, but you can actually see through a scope almost like before it's light before it's even light enough to see with the naked dark. eye. Yeah. yeah. So so I mean I have my my technique now is every morning I'm set up before light. And I'm making sure that I'm looking through my damn scope um, uh, before I can even see. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the second I see a, a brown body moving down that trail, yeah. I'm going to check it for horns. And I have killed two, like, nice bucks doing that. Like, first thing in the morning. It was crazy. Like, 6.15 or 6.20 in the morning or something yeah, yeah. like that. I don't even know what time of shoot time was up there. Time, yeah. When you're on the mountain, it's, it's, <laughs> you don't even care about the time, you know? Yeah. But um, but the fact is is that it, you know I mean those those big bucks are they're smart and a lot smarter than people think and that's why I just I don't really spend a lot of time uh, you know spotting and stalking because I I'm convinced after seeing what I've seen and after seeing some the, some of the bucks that my uncles shot over the years um, that you know sitting and waiting uh, for a buck to come through is is the, is the way to go you know it's very similar to how guys hunt whitetail back then, yeah. and, you know I mean that's yeah it's not really a common blacktail practice but uh, when it's steep and, and this country is steep and it's rocky and you know I mean it's it's thick there's no open areas to glass yeah um, so that's why you gotta just sit and wait and, and you know that they're gonna be using that trail it's just you gotta hit that migration just right yeah yeah you guys don't you don't use deer stands do you no, no. Like, I, mean, I hear some guys using them for blacktail, but it's, it's yeah, like you said, it's almost the same kind of deal. Except you're just using the the slope of the hill, like right there by the creek or whatever, as your like vantage point, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. You don't you don't even need to be up in the tree, really. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing too is that when you're out in the out in the wilderness or, or up in the high country. You know, you're not going to pack yeah, it. Yeah, skin, that's true. Unless it's, you know, you got a car or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, you get the horses, I guess. But yeah. I guess for like a one trip or something like that, you wouldn't do that. Oh, that's what the beers are for. You, you know, we, we packed about 60 beers in there <laughs> on the horse. <laughs> and, then you uh, start loading stuff like yeah. tree stands in there. That's, uh, yeah. that's less beer. So. Less beers, exactly. <laughs> and it's all about weight. I mean, that's the cool thing. I mean, yeah. 
uh, I mean, that's another thing that's just that makes this trip unique is that we pack in. So, I mean, the only way to get way the heck up in there and have lots of luxury. Uh, I mean, we bring little chairs now, these little lightweight chairs that we set up yeah. on the fire instead of sitting on a rock now. So, yeah. um, but if you can have a, a pack animal, whether it be a llama or a, a you know a mule or a horse, I yeah. mean, it's it's amazing the the opportunity you can open up when it comes to hunting blacktail. And like you were saying, you don't ride on the horse, right? You just kind of load, load all yeah. your stuff on the horse and then hike in. I used to ride. I used to ride, but then I determined that, uh, you know, if we could pack more weight in there yeah, and also more comfortable and... get more tags and, and bring more people in, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's what made it so much better. So, yeah. um, but yeah, it's, you know, packing the animals in there or, or packing the horses is, is kind of what makes this trip a unique trip. You know? Yeah. And, um, but, but yeah, the, the, you know, that I need another one of those beers. <laughs> Stop right there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm like staring at my beer going, this Sorry, thing's dude. like on fumes. <laughs> no, it's okay. Nope. Uh, I just, you know, you just keep talking and babbling and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, I need a beer. <laughs> but, um, but no, you know, I mean, so that's, that's kind of. That's the cool thing is that sitting in a spot, you're, you're increasing your odds of shooting a nice buck. I will tell you that the dinky bucks that I've shot in my lifetime that are little forks and the smallest bucks I've ever shot have been walking around. And the bigger bucks, the three-pointers and the four-bys have all been from sitting in one spot and really? letting the buck come down. Huh. And that buck has no idea. He's coming down and he's eating freaking leaves. And yeah. I will say sometimes there's bucks that like to trot through. They're going, I'm getting the hell through here. And I'm, you know, I mean, they're weary. They're, they're yeah, super yeah. scared whether they smell me or, you know. Yeah. Um, but they'll, they'll trot through that, that trail as quick as they can. I'm going, where the hell are they going anyway, you know? Yeah. But, uh, and that makes a more difficult shot if he's a buck that you want to shoot. But uh, sometimes they come down and they're all nonchalant, just kind of just hanging out. Yeah. And, and, and then boom, you know, it's like you can take your sweet time yeah. and just, just relax and make it just a nice, clean kill shot, you know. And um, I, I just love that because it's just, it's like, it's always just one shot done and, and it's like, you know, and you knew that you were in the right spot at the right time. Yeah. And then you, you know, that of course the adventures, you know, the, the game's on from there is cleaning them and getting get them the hell out of there. Yeah. You know I mean, but uh, but the, no, that's that's where the horses come in handy again too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, it's interesting because uh, we we keep the horses back at camp, tied to the trees. They they stay there the whole time, and. Um, and they just hang out, and and you know, of course, my uncle, we, we, we pack in feed for the for the animals, so yeah, uh, it, it's just like some you know some grains, just some he calls it horse crack, uh, but he just <laughs> you know gives them a little bit uh, in the morning and in the evening, and it keeps yeah. them, it, it's crazy because it keeps them plenty plenty you know fed enough for the whole trip. So for the okay. and we're only we're only in there for like four or five days. So. Okay, um, but but you know the. Uh, Getting the animal from your deer stand to back to camp is is obviously part of the task. You know, I mean, yeah. um, just just getting it from from your spot is is you know, and, and it depends on where your stand where your stand is. I mean, if you're if you're a half hour away from camp, I, I'm pretty much a half hour away from camp, which is which is great because it's only a half hour to get back. Yeah, um, downhill too, and and uh, but you know if if your stand is an hour from camp or an hour and a half. 
uh, my mom, my uncle's up the hill about an hour and a half. He's crazy. Yeah. Um, but you know, if if uh, if you're far away, you got to think about how to get that buck back there. And and you know, because you you don't have a quad. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have a quad, and and you sure as heck got to be careful too, because the second that you shoot a buck, uh, there's bears around, and yeah. and they're gonna smell that. They're gonna hear that shot. They know what's up. Yeah. You know, and so you can't just hang out for half a day with this dead animal on the ground, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Do you usually get a bear tag too? My uncle did. My uncle did this. Uh, actually, he has the last, I don't know how many years, but he, he's always been waiting for a big old cinnamon back yeah. bear that he wants to do a full body mount on. Yeah. Oh, really? But yeah, but, um, but definitely there's there's bears up there. I, I at least see probably four or five every trip yeah you know, so there's a lot more, of bears more bears than deer sometimes huh? so, uh, sometimes i hope I, we, I mean that's a bad sign if you I see know. that you know but uh but getting getting the buck back to camp is is uh is a challenge and um you know i i when we when we pack the the animals from camp uh back to the trailhead uh, we we put the quarters on the side of the, on the side of the horses and and we actually have uh, these you know I think they call them deckers or or some kind of you know it's it's like a box it's like a giant box that goes on the side both you know two boxes yeah, um, yeah. on each horse and um, they're insulated and sure enough you can throw your quarters in there and I learned that a blacktail all quartered up with its back strap is seems you know as if with bones if it's quartered and it's got its back straps and a little bit of other meat it's anywhere from forty to forty five pounds uh-huh. you know per yeah. per blacktail so. Um, you know, we just, we just have, you know, equal weight on both sides of the horse and we pack out of there. But, but, you know, some, some guys have drug a buck a long ways before and they know what that's like. And on steep country, you ain't dragging, <laughs> dragging a buck away. very far. Yeah, it's, yeah. it sucks. You don't, yeah. you know, and, and the other thing too, is that if you got to quarter it up anyway to pack out on the horses, you're gonna have to quarter the thing up anyway. So yeah. I, I've actually the last, I don't know, four or five bucks I've shot up there. I, I've, uh, quartered them up them up right where they right where they got shot yeah you know and i i figure out a way to get them from from there back to camp and mm-hmm. and uh and I, I i started using uh i don't know four or five years ago the pack frames so yeah you know yeah, those, see that one over there yeah yeah that exactly that's my new one there okay um, but uh you know that the pack what's cool about the, and you can use any pack frame uh but what's cool about the the pack frame is that it's got that shelf it's got that like you know that little step on the Low bottom shelf, yeah yeah and so you can essentially throw a bunch of a weight on that and and you know carry a bunch of weight on that on that backpack and so there's there's a whole bunch of backpacks out there yeah. and a whole bunch of you know everybody's seen those you know elk getting packed out and all that stuff but you know i mean for just for a black tail just being able to get it from a to b it's it's not a bad concept to to you know quarter the buck up right there yeah and then throw them in the, in the throw the what i do is i throw a, a rear hind the front hind and a back strap in each deer bag yeah yeah and then i'll have two little or they're, they're quarter bags they're actually elk quarter bags that i like to use mm-hmm. and then um you just throw you know you, you so essentially you'll just have two bags yeah uh, full of meat and then uh i'll throw those two bags on my pack frame and then with my my all my cold gear which it's normally freezing up there so yeah i uh i always pack a bunch of freaking this year i brought bibs in which i'm so happy i brought in because i used to freeze my ass off you know and i I could tell you all about that too i mean it's it's just so funny because you don't realize how much you sweat when you're walking uphill 
And yeah. then until you start freezing your balls off yeah. <laughs> because your your underwear and all your underlining all shit's wet. all soaking yeah. wet. So I, I actually I, now I walk from deer camp in a set of shorts and in a in like a t shirt really? with all my shit on my back. Yeah. yeah. And I, I sweat my ass up to my deer stand and then I uh, I, I pull my backpack <laughs> off and kinda, you know, just take a chill pill for a minute and just relax and uh, cool down and I wipe myself down because I'm normally beaten with sweat and, yeah. uh, and so I, um, I, ha- I I pull all my warm gear out and I throw it all on and so I'm dry you know? yeah. and that's how I've been able to keep myself warm but I, I tell you that, that mountain breeze when it's you know 35 even 30 degrees up there it's on, on colder seasons I mean yeah, yeah <laughs> you gotta be prepared yeah so um, but anyway yeah it's it's been uh it's been quite the learning experience, uh, and 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 it's just you know packing. Pack, I've I've done it multiple ways, but being able to get the buck back to camp was was something that I, I started using the pack frame for. Yeah, and it, and it you know it bring a couple of ratchet straps or whatever, and and you you know cinch it to the backpack, and you're able to get it back to camp. Yeah, and hang hang the, hang the quarters up in the tree. So, yeah, uh, you know away from the bears. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know it's. Uh, that, that, you know, like I said, that technique, that, that technique's worked well, worked well for me. Yeah. Um, you know, waiting in one spot and letting the deer come down. And I don't know. I, I'd be interested to see how many people do the same thing, you know? Yeah. So you guys, you guys kind of like going back to the same, same area. It's pretty, it's kind of, it's kind of cool getting to know like the deer movement in one area. Huh? Do you, do you kind of, do you kind of like, like getting to know that one spot and like getting to know how the deer move through there every year and stuff. I mean, Oh yeah. I it's mean, like, I keep getting stuck on like, like I'll go scouting or, or during season or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's probably most likely unsuccessful, but, <laughs> but like I get to know the area and like, I get to know where, where I see the deer and which way they're going at what time of day and like which way the wind blows at certain times of day. And like, I, I like, I kind of like that, like getting to know an area when really, like, I probably should be moving to a different area because I'm not killing shit over there, but... <laughs> yeah. But I, I kind of like, like, getting to know, like, a local area or, like, in one area and then, like, beating it down until, like, until I figure it out and then... Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you you definitely want to be familiar with the area you're hunting. Yeah. And and the, the fact of the matter is, is that you're only one person and there's so much area to, to cover. Yeah. No one person can do it all, right? No, so no. why not find the area that you like and just just focus on it? You know, yeah. just 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 stay on it, learn it well, know where the deer like to walk, and and and, and then repeat, right? Yeah, you know, and then keep the same thing going. And so, um, I mean, like I said, I, I'm not some you know professional blacktail hunters by any means, but but you know the fact is is that this technique has has it was something that my uncle taught me, and he he. Actually, I mean, before he taught me how to do this, um, I that's that's all I knew was walking around looking for deer and and you know covering tons of ground. Yeah. And then you know when I learned that he spent years learning how to do this and finding that right uh, deer stand and where the a lot of these deer. I mean, where he sits, he sees even more deer than I see, and he just he's got like a secret little spot, you know. And, uh huh. And he and 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 he's killed quite a few bucks from there and. And he, uh, you know, just just l- learning where that spot is is kind of like like the big 
the big challenge I would say is like the mm-hmm. number one challenge and then of course you know sitting there and being patient is a, yeah. going back to the same spot year after year is the next challenge right yeah, you know? yeah. but but yeah once you learn where these deer are coming from and you learn their behavior um, I mean I think that that's it kind of just is the same thing as scouting right it's just you know you're you're learning where those deer are you're expecting that those deer are going to be in the same exact area doing the same thing the next day so yeah yeah um that's that's the whole idea behind you know really just narrowing it down to a science yeah and, and so uh he's he's stuck with that and he actually learned it from the guys that that took him okay uh, on this i mean he there, there was these old timers that brought him up into the high country just this 18 year old kid and and they said, "Hey, you sit here on this stand, and you shoot the first buck you see, you know." And yeah. and 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 that was what he learned was the right way to do it, you yeah. know. And and so, uh, but again, that only applies to a lot of movement. Or you know, you got to have a migration, and you got to have uh, the right weather conditions. You got to, you know, I mean, the, the the full moon obviously could could affect the the amount of movement. Yeah, but. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it seems to be a good, a really sweet, you know, way to do it. And that's, um, you know, everything from using the, the pack animals to get up there. Um, uh, everything from, uh, uh, you know, sitting in a stand and waiting for that buck to come to you. Yeah. Um, and then, and then getting it back to camp, you know, and then keeping that meat protected and you know i mean keeping it cool yeah it could be warmer up there and so that's you know you got to put in a spot where it's not like in the in the sun and protected from the bees i mean it's hunting in the high country can be quite the adventure yeah it's good yeah i love it i love it i can't wait i'm already i'm already so excited for this year (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i'm sure i know doing these interviews i can imagine you get all jacked up talking yeah, everybody has a different story. Deer it's hunters. Like, yeah. It's, it's everybody does it different. That's the that's yeah. the beautiful part about it, you know. It's fun. Um, but I, I, I wish I could go travel around and go up to the big high country and see all, all sorts of areas, but Yeah. I just I keep sticking to what I, I've been known works and, and until I get that symmetrical four by four, like I'm gonna keep doing the same damn yeah. thing. And I just pray that it happens this year. I hope he comes down and, and, and this this last season it was it was trippy because um, you know I, I, I set up I was ready on opening day and I already had seen a couple of deer come down the trail that morning and it rained a week before so I didn't I mean I, I thought that okay maybe this rain is gonna cause the migration to happen oh man it was on it was on and 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 friggin I think I think 11 o'clock um, I gotta shut that window um, I think eleven o'clock rolled. Eleven o'clock rolled around, and hold on, hold on. I got it. That's all good. Screaming. <laughs> got the kids running around, playing, uh, oh, swinging yeah. on the swing. You got out there on the oak tree. <laughs> Wild animals is what they are. <laughs> um, good. But so eleven o'clock rolls around, uh, and I, I I couldn't believe it. I didn't I didn't. I didn't see a buck. I didn't see a buck at all. Um, uh, you know, the the entire morning. Uh-huh. But on opening day at eleven o'clock, <laughs> sure enough, this freaking buck comes down by itself. And and I and I, all I could, I mean, with the naked eye, I could see that he had four points on one side. 
Yeah. You know? So, uh, uh, you know, I couldn't help but say, you know, that's a nice buck, but is he the four-pointer that I wanted? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the previous year, I shot a, a four by what was like a little weird spike. He had like a weird mutation. He was like a broken off. It was like he broke a horn off, and then it like grew this one singular unihorn uni <laughs> with two little, t you know, nipples on the end yeah. of it. And so, it, but it was a giant, it's, it's that one right there on the very back there. You see that? Um, oh, yeah. So, so the one in the very I back. I know. There. Actually, I was looking at that earlier, and I was like, that thing's funky. Yeah. So, yeah, giant four on the one side. That's but on the other side, it's, it's broken off. It's, he, I mean, he must have been a badass buck. Uh, because... He just—he's—he's he's a bruiser. It's just he's not symmetrical. He's got some it's weird. weird. It almost looked that one side almost looks like, like a shed that you had found on the ground that had been chewed on or something. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not. It's yeah, funny. That's it looks. It's yeah. weird. But but uh, anyway, so that was the the previous year four four pointer, and then so I went into this last season thinking, okay, if I see a four pointer, I need to verify that it doesn't have unit horn. You know, some weird. Mutation because I yeah. want to shoot a symmetrical four. I was willing to pass on him. Yeah, and and so I, I, I verified that he did not have um, three on the other side when I looked through my scope. I mean, he 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 was a he was a four by but what looked like a four by two. Uh huh. And he didn't look more than you know twenty inches wide or, or you know maybe he was probably eighteen inches wide. And I said, eh, I'm not gonna shoot him. But then <laughs> the, the trippiest shit happened. I. Uh, so I'm watching him come down this horse trail and he's taking his or not the horse trail but the deer trail that I watch and, and, and he's taking his sweet time and I'm watching him and, and he's, he's he, he, but he's still at a, at a pace you know he's still coming down it's not like he's just posted up hanging out he can tell he wants to move through yeah um, but I, I at first when I decided okay you know I'm gonna pass on him because he's a 4 by 2 and I, and I pulled out my cell phone and I'm like I'm just gonna film this so that just in case I get back to camp and say I passed on a four-point bug, I at least have proof to show everybody else that I saw a buck and I passed on a nice yeah. bug, right? <laughs> and and but with the craziest shit happened because I'm sitting there filming him with my cell phone, and and in the, in the back of my head I couldn't stop thinking about how how you know if I shoot this buck. I could be back at camp drinking whiskey and, and just hanging out the rest of the trip and yeah. catching trout and, and, and doing some gold mining. And, you know, like, you know, I can, I can, uh, I can just sit back. And, and so it was just so funny because for, for a moment in my head, I, I contemplated whether or not I wanted to shoot this bug. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, at one point, I just said, you know what, I'm just going to kill him. He's, he's you know, I, I got to kill him. Yeah. And so that's why on that uh, on that Instagram story I put together, you, I, I narrowed it down to like a five-second clip. Of course, there was a bunch before it. But yeah. um, it shows me dropping the damn cell phone real quick so that I can take a yeah. shot at the thing. <laughs> that was funny. Really. Yeah, that video was cool. Yeah. So, but it was it was just kind of interesting, though. Because, and, then, and the other thing, too, was that it was special because I was shooting my... my uh, New rifle. I, I had killed all my blacktail with my great grandfather's 1903 Springfield 30 out six. Oh, okay. Well, you know, with the sporterized stock. So heavy ass gun, heavy ass rifle, but but shoots straight and killed my bucks on the first shot. You know, I was yeah. I was I was the you know dedicated to it. But I won this uh, Tika 270. Oh, okay. At a, at a CWA uh dinner fundraiser you know and and uh, so I, I figure you know for packing in the high country where it's all about weight 
uh, I'm going to start using a lightweight rifle up there that I don't have to worry about banging into a, you know, a rock or something yeah. like that. So I, uh, I, I had my, my Tika 270 up there with me that, you know, and it's a super lightweight gun, you know, yeah. it's just a badass gun. And so uh, it was the first time I ever got to pull the trigger at a buck uh, with that new rifle, which yeah. is always a special moment, you know, and yeah. um, breaking a gun in anyway and, and, and uh, getting a notch in the stock. And so, uh, but I pulled the trigger and, and sure enough, it's like the buck kept running down into the creek and I lost sight of it. So it is, and I, and I just, you know, I just shot one time and, and I said, you know, what the heck? Yeah. You know, I, did I just miss that buck? For the <laughs> first time I ever pulled the trigger with this new gun. Yeah. I, did I just miss that buck? And, and, and so it was, it was like gone. It was like across the creek and then it kind of rolled to the right and I, I, I couldn't see it anymore. But, um, I decided to, you know, wait like an hour and then, you know, walk down there and, and go check it out just to start looking for blood. I figured, okay, this is going to be a, uh, a chase. Yeah. And, 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 so I went down there and <laughs> I kid you not right where I was aiming there was like this little pine tree that's I don't know it was probably like five feet tall six feet tall yeah the base of it about I don't know five inches off the ground there's a bullet hole a clean hole I kid you not like a giant hole that was like a half inch diameter hole on the side of the tree uh, like it was it wasn't in the center of the tree and this is only like a three inch diameter tree yeah. at the base so it, it was like a chunk, like a big hole missing. But this was only like a few inches off the ground. So um, when I saw that hole, I instantly thought, oh, shit, I shot right underneath its legs. You know, I mean, I, 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 I was convinced I had missed it, you know. Yeah. Um, but sure enough, I, I, I just kind of kept looking around and I looked down. I looked down at the bottom of the creek and sure enough, there, was, there he is. Okay. So that bullet, that 270 freaking bullet went right through the thing. And it must have still had its shape somehow Yeah. when it went through that buck. Because, I mean, when I shot it, it was standing up. So the, the bullet went from uphill to downhill when I was shooting at it. So, oh, okay. Yeah, because so, I was up higher than the buck where I shot it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, yeah, it was amazing because I couldn't believe that bullet went right through that deer and then in the, through, the, through the trunk of that tree and yeah. put, a, put a, a clear hole. You know, you wouldn't think that would happen. And yeah, a lot yeah. of times you find a you know, bullet inside the buck, but... Yeah, um, I guess you're pretty close, right? Or how? Oh, I, I mean, he died at like 50 yards, 60 oh, yeah, yards. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just, yeah, I had him up close because I kind of waited till the last minute. Remember yeah, when I, when I said, "Oh shit, yeah, let's take a shot." Yeah, <laughs> you know. So let's put um, the phone down and yeah, pick up the right enough of this, enough of this video yeah. photography shit. Well, know? then your buddy got one too, didn't he, on that trip? Yeah, yeah. So that was the best part because the, the, you know the fact that I was done early mm -hmm. allowed me to then try to help him, you know, get his buck, or if he shot a buck, I could help him pack it out or whatever. Yeah. And and he uh, and so you know the, the next morning I said, hey, let's just go sit on my stand. And, and see if another buck comes down. Of course, uh, I think it was like 8.30, 9 o'clock rolled around. Here comes Mr. Black Bear, you know, yeah. uh, from my stand the next morning. It's like, it's, you know, that's that's expected. You yeah. know, you shoot a buck and you leave its carcass there. I mean, the, the, the bear on it. Yeah. So, you know, when there's a bear around, you know, I mean, there ain't no deer around. I mean, the deer are going to stay clear Yeah. of that, of that particular trail well, for 
I mean, sometimes even a couple of days. Yeah. So um, if they, you know, if they sense, like I said, a, a bear is around, they're gonna they're gonna try to go around it or find a new trail or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, we I determined that hey, you know, maybe it's not a good idea to sit at the spot, and so we ended up going down the creek a little ways and finding a new spot that looked really good. And okay. It was it was amazing because it wasn't like I don't I think it was. It was like two o'clock. We found a spot, and it was like two or three o'clock finally that we found a good spot to sit. Yeah. And and all of a sudden it just started dumping on us, and we're like, "Oh, sweet!" You know, because it hadn't rained at all on us this this oh, last okay. this last trip, and and then finally it started raining. I'm like, "Oh God!" And like you can't ask for better conditions when you're hunting blacktails, you know, just trying to yeah um, get them moving. So uh, you know, we we uh, we sat there, and it's raining on us for an hour or two, and then it stopped and. Um, it was approaching like five o'clock or something like that. And, and, and we're just sitting there talking and bullshitting and, uh, still watching the same trail, which is again, the same technique that I take at my spot, which is sit and wait when you find a good, and I had, I passed by this trail a couple times. Uh, so that's why I said, okay, we need to sit right in here. So, yeah. um, uh, we, we sat there and it wasn't, I think it was like five fifteen, five thirty. It was almost, almost the end of the day. Uh, and, and this buck just comes walking down and you could see, you couldn't really tell how many points it had, but, uh, it, you know, it came down and, and, and I couldn't believe it. Um, uh, my, he's my, my buddy, his name is Adam. He, he turns and looks at me and his eyes just, just get huge. And he goes, should I shoot it? <laughs> I, I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? We just set up in the right spot and waited for three hours and, and, there's a buck on, on day two like how do you not shoot you yeah know, how big it is um so i said yeah 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 shoot it shoot it and, and, and he didn't have more than you know a few seconds to take the shot before the things come down in the creek and crossing so yeah um yeah he 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 quickly took a shot i wish i had it on on film of course because I, yeah. I hadn't filmed earlier but i just you know with well, you time course, yeah. yeah it's uh uh it was it was exciting uh to to see it just happen, you know, it's just so textbook. Just yeah. being in the right spot at the right time. Yeah, it's just, there's just something glorious about about doing it that way. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I don't know what it is, but yeah. So so Adam got his buck, and uh, and then we just got to just drink beers the rest of the trip and, and whiskey. Yeah, know? I mean, and this was on on day what? This was day two. Oh, day so two. So he shot his buck on Sunday, and we're staying till Tuesday. Okay, um, Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah, it was Tuesday. Yeah. We were packing out, so. You know, we got to just hang out and let my uncle shoot his his. He had two tags, so he he ended up killing two bucks. Oh, you got so, two? Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. So it was a, it was a crazy trip. Yeah, That's we cool, killed all man. our tags, and and he had a bear tag, and he ended up killing a bear that came in and tried to tried to eat his first buck that he shot. Really? Yeah, he shot uh, two bucks and a bear in the same day, <laughs> but it took him two all days to get all day? out of there. Yeah, <laughs> he shot his first buck That's in awesome. the morning, and then uh, he he uh, he. Shot his first buck, and then he had another buck that came down like an hour or two later. Shot it, but it ran off or something. You know, like he he couldn't find it, um, and and this bear came down uh, and and was like snooping around the area. So he thought, oh god, this bear is gonna get the buck. I don't even know where where it is. So yeah. he ended up shooting the bear because he had his bear tag, and he figured out oh, things. You know, good enough, good enough bear. So uh, anyway, he just it was it was just kind of neat to uh, for you know that he had that much excitement in one day I yeah. can only imagine crazy. you know to shoot two black tail and a bear Dang. I mean that's that's uh, yeah, that's legendary stuff. <laughs> yeah. you know that sounds like a fun trip 
It's a blast. You guys doing the same thing this coming year? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's a it's a yearly tradition and That's cool. and the fact is is that there's lots of lots of areas up in the up in B zone, um, you know, forestry roads, um, you know, a hay fork area. There's there's uh, there's tons. There's so much country. And there's a lot of guys that go up and do it, you know. Yeah. Um, and everybody's kind of got their own area, so you know I can't just start throwing out names, but, um, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that all those areas are high country. All those areas have deer that migrate. There's, you know, there's local bucks, but I mean, I believe that those deer migrate as soon as they get weather. You yeah. Know? And, and whether it be a small migration or a large migrate, you know, uh, it, they're 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 still moving. Uh, from one direction to the other yeah and if, if a guy can kind of narrow in down on, on that pattern then then there's a good chance you're going to be able to find that spot where you find you come across this trail that's like beat down where you know in other words you know it's been used a lot in the last day or two um that you can sit and wait and yeah. and, and, and whether it takes a day whether it takes two days three days if you sit and wait in one spot where you know that there's a migration going on and even better yet uh, pressure behind them, yeah. you know, from other hunters or whatever, um, you can be right in the, right in the sweet spot and, yeah. and you'll be able to almost just pick and choose what, what buck you want to shoot. Uh-huh. You know? and, and you don't ever always want to shoot the first buck you see. <laughs> I've learned that. I've learned that. But what's funny is sometimes that, that first buck is a big buck and sometimes that, I mean, I tell you, sometimes that that big buck's just hanging out right behind them. Just pushing the small ones out. Oh, that's first. what he does. That's what he does. I've seen it happen multiple times. And it, it's just, it's, you know, but it's different though. It's so much different than hunting down here in, you know, where in the wine country where you got these rolling hills and these wide open oak trees. Like the deer aren't doing the same thing. Down here, they're like in paradise. And yeah. In the warm, warm weather. They don't ever have to worry about snow and freezing and all that stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, it's a different story down here, but but yeah, up there it's 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 great, you know. So that's that's kind of I mean that's 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 kind of the, the the gist of of what I like to do for blacktail. Yeah, you know? and yeah, I just I, I love it. I, I hope that I hope that it can help help somebody to think the same way. You know, in other words, yeah. you can pack. I mean, a guy can pack. Uh, all of his camping gear and his sleeping bag and, and he can debone a buck and pack it out, you know, from, yeah. from a variety of areas, you know, yeah. but the second that you get horses involved or mules, <laughs> well, you don't have to worry about like all the, all the lightweight, all the lightweight gear and like, oh, yeah. you don't worry about weight as much. You can just oh, yeah. be warm and be comfortable and just, oh yeah, you know, exactly. No, it's uh, it, it sure is a pleasure to have animals. But you know, That's animals cool. are work, yeah. so not oh, everybody yeah. gets out. And then I don't, I don't have the animals. My uncle does. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, horses aren't you know. cheap either. Huh? No, no. <laughs> I think he's, he's had his horses for years. He's got two mules and a horse. So okay. he, we we used to have another horse. Yeah. Um, you know, but now he's narrowed it down to three animals, and, and we can comfortably bring three of us in with three, three animals. I mean, uh, you know, and one horse is nice because he always has a, a a mule or a, I mean, I'm sorry. A, um, a saddle on the horse so yeah. just in case somebody gets hurt you know you can throw them on the saddle in case yeah. they break a leg or whatever but, okay um yeah this this country is crazy i mean he's i've actually witnessed one time a horse rolling down the mountain oh. uh, right right into our camp because it's just really? so steep oh my gosh yeah it's there's like there's a couple areas on these trails that are known for having horses like fall 
and, and so it's it, it gets it's gets pretty crazy. So yeah. I mean, I it's it's definitely not the place that you know uh, novice or you know beginner pa- beginning yeah. packers or would go. But uh, yeah, figure out the pack game first before you head up there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my my uncle's got it down to a science. He's yeah, been doing yeah. it for so many years. So I got the easy part. I just get to go and, and help help the old man out. You know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's been a, a neat tradition, you know, and um, but blacktail in general. I mean, anybody who gets to enjoy the going out and chasing those things around. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a good thing, you know. Hell yeah! So but you get you get to get out once in a while, don't you? I mean, yeah, I yeah. Mean, uh, where do you like to? Where, I mean, I go up in the Sierras, just like D zone and stuff. And so you're chasing muleys for the most part, then? Aren't yeah. I, I mean, those are those are mule deer. For the, yeah, I mean, yeah, mule deer. I mean, some people call them like hybrids or whatever mule deer mm-hmm. blacktail hybrids but i think up there in the sierras high up they're mule deer yeah especially like um so i've only gotten one buck so far so like a couple of years ago i i i got an x zone tag um and it was it was it was a mule deer like right next to the nevada nice. border um so yeah cool. um yeah mule deer and then mainly d zone awesome. um well you yeah. to you're in that area. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm right at the base the of the Sierra, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still chasing these little bucks. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, blacktail, dude, there's something to be said for killing blacktail, dude. Like, from everybody I talk to, it's like, blacktail is, like, not probably one of the hardest deer to kill, so. Mm-hmm. They are. I, I, I'm well, that's what I've heard. Actually, I wish I could say I, I know from experience, but yeah, I've but, heard that yeah. they're, 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 well, when they're you hear not as predictable. Yeah, when you hear people... People that have done all of it say that blacktails are one of the hardest. Then it's like, well, yeah, they know because they've yeah, done it all. Like, so it's point. like, or or coos deer like down in Arizona or something. Yeah. That, you know, but yeah, blacktail. I mean, yeah, you're on a roll, dude. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, and then like blacktail with the bow is even like more. <laughs> but dude, you're really that's the thing is you're like the way you're hunting. Yeah, you could totally pull it off. Oh, dude. Exactly, like, blacktail with the with the bow. Exactly. No, I, I and I thought about you know going. Once you get that, once you get that four by four, the next year you should be like, okay, now I'm gonna get the four by four with the bow. <laughs> yeah, it's just like always a new challenge. I, I, well, that's the best part is that you know there's always that as a hunter we, we, we tend to challenge ourselves you know more and more each year. Yeah. Um, you know, set the bar higher. So yeah, uh, you know, there's definitely gonna be a day where I'm gonna go chase with. with I don't know if I would go up there. I mean, I feel like. If I'm gonna go all the way up there, you know, I, I want to bring a rifle because yeah. I want to know that I can kill a buck when he's 100 well, yards especially away. Especially like, yeah, <laughs> I know, dude. It's especially like, like we were talking about, like, you know, when you have kids and a wife, and you only you only get so much time vacation time, and it's like, you want that trip or whatever time that you have to put away for deer season. Like, you want to make it count, dude. So it's like, lessening your opportunity is like not. Yeah ideal but that's kind of why i got a bow dude because so i've only been doing archery for a year but archery season starts so much earlier like next month in july i can come out here and and hunt um and then like my you know my regular general season rifle tag doesn't start till mid-august so so really it extends your season if you like do it right Mm -hmm. but you know with the kids and a family and i don't know well, and then you have to, uh, yeah, I guess 
where I screwed myself was I tend to hunt ducks quite often. Yeah. Oh, dude, I know. <laughs> so when I was when you took me out, dude, and we were talking, and you're like, you're like, well, you know. My dad owns a con- uh, concrete company, and I. What do you What do you do? You're Paving. estimating. A- asphalt, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you're like an estimator yeah. for him or something, yeah. or estimating sales. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So, but you're like, you're like, you know, but winter is like perfect time for, for taking time off of my job, dude. And you were like, hunting ducks, like, I don't know, way more than most of us oh, get to hunt ducks. So. Yeah, I exactly. I, I guess I just, I have a bad addiction. That's what they, <laughs> yeah. you know, I just, I can't get enough of it. And, and, and there's days where I just go, man, I just want to try this spot out. With I mean, Are you kidding me? It's blowing from the West at 10 miles an hour, <laughs> 10, <laughs> you know, like, so, so I just, yeah, I got this bad urge at, you know, and having a boat, you can just hook up and go. So that, yeah. that, that makes it harder. But, um, you know, I, I, I guess what it comes down to is that I, I hunt ducks so much during the winter time. I, I kind of use up all my brownie points with the wife yeah, yeah. and <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah. I screw myself out of other opportunities and yeah. others. So, uh, that's unfortunately, I, I've done that to myself. Well, but, whatever you, you know. whatever makes, you know, whatever gets you going. Oh, exactly. You're doing what you want to do. Well, so. and that's the thing. I, I would say out of all things I'm most passionate about, uh, ducks, I would say, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I love blacktail and I love turkeys like that. You know, I mean, I think, I think what I love to sum it up is is I love the art of being concealed. I love the art of, of being in, in a stationary position and allowing nature, wildlife to come to you. Yeah. You know, and and, and being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. There's yeah. just some for some reason there's just something special about it because and especially with a decoy and calling, I mean for turkeys and ducks, I mean, when you got you know, decoys out and, and you're calling these animals in and you're doing all the right things and, and then sure enough it happens. I mean, it, it's just that textbook gratification, yeah. like, I just did it kind of a feeling, you know. So yeah. that's that's what I get out of um, out of hunting that way. And I think it applies also to the blacktail technique because you're sitting in one spot yeah. and you're sitting in the right place at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, um, I, don't use, I don't use scents or, you know, like dope piss or yeah. like that you know like, I think it's like a white tail thing or something yeah yeah exactly but like you know I mean there's just something special about hunting that way yeah you know that just you know can and, and for me it's so funny because it's it's uh, it's an adrenaline rush you know that I for some reason never gets old you yeah. know I, I, it's like I keep telling myself oh yeah you know maybe after my 12th buck or my 13th buck I'll I'll stop having my heart pounding out of my freaking chest you know <laughs> but i'm telling you what as many bucks as i've killed there's still never a relaxed moment yeah. where i'm shooting a buck it's I always know. like oh my god and then of course there's that rush after you shoot the buck yeah that is just like did that just happen you know but uh, but it's it's amazing i still get buck fever even though i've still killed plenty of bucks and ducks yeah. and and i'm jealous of those guys that are able to just chill back and yeah. oh okay let's just oh wait, wait, should I take this shot yeah oh should I take this shot no I'm freaking shitting my pants going yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> like yeah so but I mean that's what it's all about right is yeah. just being able to enjoy those moments and uh, yeah. maybe maybe I don't ever get past that you know and, yeah and that's what keeps me coming back I guess yeah so hey I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna press I'm gonna press pause for a second yep yeah, dude. Sorry about that. I had to stop and t- 
Take a leak. <laughs> I couldn't hold it anymore. I was in pain. Well, we got enough beers. A few beer cans here. Yeah, we got a few empties. Oh, I got a little bit left. I, I had to stop drinking it, dude, because I was... <laughs> um, but you were talking about buck fever, and, and it was it was making me think like um just that feeling that you get when you're you know when you're when you when you see a buck and you're ready to shoot and it's just like like your heart's beating out of your chest and like i was just thinking because the subjects come up a few times and you're somebody who does both like waterfowl hunting and big game hunting like what you think um they're way different right i mean how do you compare the two like deer hunting and waterfowl hunting like yeah I mean, for me, I, I, it's 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 interesting because I've I've killed a lot more ducks obviously than I have, you know, bucks. But uh, you know, my my heart still races, right? So you still have that adrenaline rush right before they come in. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say it's more intense, obviously, with the with the deer because you've been waiting that that long. Like yeah. You've been, you've been there's just not as many so like no one shot is like you've been working everything's been it. working up to that moment yeah. right so, so there's this is it. there's all this crazy shit happening going through your head uh when you're about ready to shoot a buck uh you know and, and that's I, to be honest actually that's kind of another beautiful part about sitting and waiting for a buck because you you, you get that you get to you can either freak out and, and get crazy buck fever and 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 shoot the buck or you can calm down and yeah. you can take a deep breath and you can relax and you can make a nice clean kill shot you know so yeah your heart's still pounding don't get me wrong but at least you can take a relaxed shot right so yeah so but uh the thing is is that um you know if you're if you're walking around and you see a buck it's like oh shit i gotta i gotta i gotta i'm gonna shoot okay here we go shoot you know so that's that's a different scenario obviously than yeah. sitting and waiting but um I would say for me, I feel like they're they're pretty similar. I mean, I know that they're 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 definitely different. Deer a deer adrenaline rush is more a lot more intense, but it's 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 very similar in the sense that they, that you know there's there's just that um, crazy you know mysterious kind of a are we gonna shoot this thing or not kind of a feeling. Yeah. You know, it's like are we gonna. Are we ready to shoot? Are we? Yeah. You know what I mean. Like it's it's like you have a million questions all of a sudden show up in your head at yeah. one time. Yeah. And and it's just this crazy, you know, peak of a moment that, um, for for me, I I guess I it doesn't really get old, you know. Yeah. And and, and even for ducks, like, I'm I, I get to shoot, you know, like around probably 350, 400 ducks a season. Yeah. And and it's crazy because I don't even I don't even it never gets old. Like I still, I, I still have this urge and I still have that same rush yeah. from shooting a duck. And, and, and I always told myself, Oh, it'd be cool if I, you know, could mellow out a little bit and, and actually get some gratification from shooting a duck. And it'd be good for a week or two, but no, I get to about two days and I'm like, I need ducks. I need dogs. I need yeah. dogs. <laughs> well, I've noticed like when we went out, I could tell cause you shoot the 20 gauge. So yeah. I'm like, I could tell that you like really appreciate like getting the birds to work in tight and getting like you like you really like to like hone in on the experience and like you're not just like skyscraping trying to get every duck you can get you're you're like wanting to hone in on the skill of right. getting those ducks to commit and getting close and like it's it's just a whole another level but oh, yeah. it's like 
it's just all part of like the duck hunting like addiction kind of I don't know sure and well, then, getting I, him in the right spot you know? yeah there's just, there's there's yeah I I mean there's nothing better dude than like the ducks coming in cupped up in your face dude just because you know like you did like everything right you're in the right spot yeah. you called him That's in right. right everything's the spread is perfect you're mm-hmm. hidden and they're cupped up and their feet are down and you're like hell yeah dude mm-hmm. You know, I guess that's why I like the duck hunt so much because I get to experience that uh, yeah. uh, like multiple times yeah, in the yeah. morning. Well, that's the difference you know? too. That's As the, opposed to one time. Well, that's the difference. I think that is actually the difference of deer hunting and buck hunting. Is yeah. like, or duck hunting and deer hunting is like, yeah. it happens a lot. So you're kind of, it's like you're almost, you're used to it, but the excitement is still there and you, it's still an addiction. And mm-hmm. But it happens more often than, you know, you're one shot at a buck or whatever. Oh, yeah. So it's a, I don't know, it's all, it's all fun. Well, that, and that's the best part about it, you know, is that, well, we get to enjoy that. We get to experience that. And you're not going to experience it unless you get out and you do it, right? Yeah. You know? So, like, that's, uh, I don't know, I'm a firm believer life is short. Get out and, and do shit while you can, especially yeah. while you're young. And it's like, uh, so, so, you know, like I said, we're lucky that we get to experience those moments. Yeah. Because a lot of people have no freaking clue what that feels like. Yeah, and they won't ever get it, you know. Yeah. But we, we 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 love those moments, and we like to pass those moments on and share those with others, and that's that's what's cool about the hunting tradition in general. You know? Yeah. So, uh, but, but yeah, the, the adrenaline rush is, is is awesome. Just you know, being in the right place at the right time is awesome. It just makes it so much more gratifying than you know, just oh shit, there's a buck. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? So, yeah. but, but yeah, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy that I get to share, you know, kind of some of the things that I, I've learned about blacktail hunting. I, I have a lot more to learn because I, I, I learn new shit every year. It's yeah. like, uh, that's the best part about it is that, you know, you're not really ever a master until you, until you can actually say that, you, you know, you know, everything about it. And, and I just, I, it's like, there's a lot, there's a lot to it. Yeah. You know? So, yes. uh, it keeps me coming back every year. And that's, that's what it's all about, you know? Yep. So... Hell yeah. But, uh, right on. Yeah. Well, I think we'll, uh, we'll probably do another, if you're down, I mean, maybe come waterfowl season, we'll sit down again and talk, talk about, cause you're, you're a part of the California Waterfowl Association and, and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, kind of, uh, chair a, one of the banquets that they put on. So, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I'd, I'd love to share, um, you know, uh, more about what I've learned, uh, when it comes to waterfowl hunting uh, yeah. in case it helps somebody, yeah. you know, become a better duck hunter. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So, cause I've learned from some people that have thought the same way, you know, and, yeah. and I'm lucky to have, have, have heard some of those things. So, yeah. um, yeah, definitely. But this is that, you know, I, I'm just, I, I'm actually just kind of stoked that you're doing this. Uh, I just want to take a moment to say that because uh, for those people that are listening right now, you know, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna really learn a lot of stuff, uh, by hearing, you know, experienced hunters talk. Um, uh, that's how, that's how we learn, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, in, in the future when, when Sean, you know, does this with, with other hunters, it's, it's, uh, it's really, a, it's a good thing that you're doing this because, you know, you're, you're trying to share others passions and techniques uh you know i mean some hunters are a little bit stingy about sharing certain yeah. techniques but, yeah. but i mean it's like 
I want others to be successful, you know, yeah. and, and if it means that maybe I taught that person something or maybe help them get that buck, yeah. shit, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a win in my book for everybody. So, yeah, uh, but that's what this is all about. So I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah, absolutely. Let's duck season. Let's talk about ducks. Uh, because I'd love to talk about calling. Calling is cool. Yeah, I love uh, it, dude. You know, and and, um, and and also turkeys too. I mean, turkeys are amazing. And See, it, I still haven't dove down that hole, but I, oh. I mean, I'm interested. I'm thinking maybe this fall. We'll see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I don't have a bear yet, I might be addicted to trying to find a bear. But we'll see. <laughs> if, if I've gotten my deer or filled my deer tags and my bear tag, then I'll probably be. It'd be sad. Probably be diving into the turkey thing. Maybe it'll call you and ask you some questions. Oh yeah, I awesome. haven't. I I think I've only deer or turkey hunted once. It's it's a blast. No, it's uh, it's one of those things that once you get some of it, you you don't you're gonna want more of it. You know? Yeah. So, so yeah, it's 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 a it's a great a great uh, tradition. Yeah. Me, you know, and it tastes delicious. I got some of that. Turkey oh yeah, you got the there turkey jerky. So, and. Uh, for me, am I taking this home? Yeah, no, those are your those are your duck sticks and your yeah. turkey jerky right there. I can't wait. Uh, those those duck sticks are from Willowside Meats here in Santa Rosa. Yeah, you uh, these are the same ones you had out on the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they I've been having do my and I take all my breast meat to them and and they add pork fat to it and and you know it's like four and a half bucks, five bucks a, a pound, you know. Okay, but. Uh, they vacuum seal it and it's you know it's just a great way to share duck it's yeah, a great way to taste duck and have others you know eat it I was talking about this with um, we'll kind of wrap it up here but I was talking about this with Brian because he, he's in a duck hunting too and dude, I, I cannot like I love poppers I love jerky and I'll and I love this <laughs> dude but every time I try any recipe with duck dude I can't figure it out dude. no Oh, like a whole duck? Yeah, anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean I've, I've done like, I've done like duck, um, what do you call it, like duck nuggets, and I've done whole ducks, and I just can't figure it out, dude. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's my, if it's my palate, or what, but. Well, I ain't no chef boy RD by any means, but um, I have learned a couple different techniques for it, and we'll have to, uh, you know, have a. Uh, podcasts on on maybe some some you know wild game eats or yeah something yeah like we'll that do something yeah talk about you know different techniques because I mean you do it right you could have people you know hooting and hollering well, what's what I hear and I'm like dude I need I want to do it right because I love duck hunting dude and I don't want to be like oh, I'm not gonna eat it yeah no <laughs> no and, and that's what's cool about those those sticks is that I mean if you shoot a lot of ducks it, it gets a little cumbersome to yeah prepare a duck and well, pluck think, ducks and I think know. this is kind of the way to get for me I mean. I feel like for me, like I'm like, if I get a bunch of ducks, I want to do this. But then I'll, and if I find some good recipes, then I'll save like a couple, you know, do a couple whole ducks here and there for like, you know, like if I can get it to actually taste. Good. Oh yeah, well, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, but, I, I, the only ducks I've ever really been able to enjoy whole are, are Valley rice fed, you know, Sprague or Mallard. It seems like yeah. uh, that I've ever had. I mean, I, I, I wish I could say I've, uh, you know, I've had. Widgeon and teal, you know, cooked whole. But if you're gonna to go to to that extent, you might as well do a big mallard. Yeah. So <laughs> Something a little you know, weird. so I, that's all I've had. But they've been delicious. You know, just yeah. cooked right on the barbecue or, or in the oven and not overcooked and yeah, yeah. Knowing that it's a duck you're eating, you know, and and, yeah. and pairing it with a good salad or, or wine or something like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's 
yeah, it's a, it's a good feeling anyway. Yeah. So, but cool. But yeah. All right. Well, yeah, dude, I appreciate you having me over and your house is freaking sweet. Your family's nice. And, Thanks, um, man. Yeah. I like what you've done with the place. A little construction going on and the oh. house is turning out good. Oh, thank you, man. It's, it's always something. It's, it's always something. So, uh, but yeah, man, I know. I appreciate you driving all the way over here and, yeah. and, uh, you know, being able to allow me to share with others uh, some of my experiences and I'll, I'll be happy to do it again. Hell yeah. Appreciate so, it, man. Cool. All right. I guess we'll just stop it there. Right on. All right. Thanks. See you later. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me on Instagram at mountain.vision or my personal Instagram page at blue collar harvester. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening.